Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever in the world you might be. I am Nicole BC, and you, you have know everything. everything. Welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. You know everything. And this is The Relatables. And I am like, I don't know who I'm more excited for, you or me, because we get to talk to M. DeCarme today. And she is a visionary strategist weaving the tapestry of business empires through the perfect harmony of masculine and feminine energy. M guides feminine spiritual entrepreneurs, successful masculine business owners, and conscious entrepreneurs towards the endless possibilities of digital marketing and passive income. She is the enigma that is M at mdecarme.com. And we'll share all of the links. I'm sure we're going to talk about a ton of different resources. M has an amazing community and is constantly on a level that I am truly inspired by putting out resources and materials to make this world a better place. Uh, our mm -hmm. value alignment is like strong. So I want you to be able to discover a world where success is spun from the threads of feminine and masculine harmony and where business empires rise under M's genius. So M, holy heck, thank you so much for being here today. It's funny because both you and I are constantly on the cusp uh, or conclusion of these massive adventures and just even getting to like connect with you on the space time continuum feels pretty special to me, but how are you doing? How is your day? I've got so many questions for you. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so excited to be here. Finally, we got to be able to do this. It's been, it's been like a year since we've been trying to do this. So I'm very, very happy and very excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. It is my absolute pleasure. And I love scheduling because I, I always talk in terms of like symptomies, the thing that's on the very surface or that's showing up that truly demonstrates the, the consciousness, the intention, the purpose behind the action. And so again, like you and I have tried to make this happen a few different times. And that's that beautiful balance of feminine and masculine. And when you're working with somebody who really gets that, like we showed up and, and we were just like, you know what, like this gear isn't going to do this conversation justice. And mm -hmm. then we've tried a couple different times, but you were generously caretaking. I was caretaking. Now I'm looking at properties. I'm, I'm in a very interesting setting. Uh, you've been, I mean, I think you just finished a staycation, if I'm not incorrect. I'm actually just booked a vacation. Ah, you booked it. Okay, yes, cool. yes. Every time I feel like this is something that I really like doing, I like to rent uh, like a room in a hotel in my city where I get to be a tourist for a couple days, but I get to really change the vibe, change the environment, change the energy, and then do a lot of journaling, do a lot of like identity work, like really think about my vision. And I do that every time I feel like I'm, I'm kind of plateaued. I'm kind of like, mm. okay, so I need like to get excited about like, like making bigger plans and, and stepping into my higher, uh, highest potential. So that's what I do every time I feel called to. And the last time I booked a staycation was at the most expensive hotel in Toronto and the morning I woke up in my room, I had an eye infection and I never had an eye infection before. And I was completely blind and I could like not even leave the room. And I could like, it, it was like the most expensive um, an eye infection in my life. <laughs> so now I'm like, okay, so now I want to do a repeat of that same experience, but with no eye infection, hopefully. <laughs> Fingers crossed. I, there's a few things going on here. So firstly, this this podcast was birthed in a staycation. I went to Sundance <laughs> Resort, which is about 30 minutes from um, one of my places in Park City, Utah. And it's a very rustic style resort, but I had this little cabin right on the river. And I think I recorded my first four or five episodes while I was in there. So I completely agree with you. Amazing things can be birthed uh, when we just like get out of our own routine, even if that means yeah. we're just changing the location of where we work. I mean, I'll often mm -hmm. just like move my office to different places in my house just to like break the routine. But with the, one of the first times we tried to connect, you were taking care of your best friend who had actually woke up yeah. without being able to see. I'm just, I mean, this is like totally off topic, but how's he doing? Yeah. 
Um, we actually found out, so, uh, so context for the listeners, my best friend woke up one morning completely blind, went to the hospital. He found out he had diabetes. Diabetes attacked his eyes. And this week we found out that the diabetes is gone, but the damage doesn't seem to be reversible. So that's kind of like, it's literally happened this week that we got the news wow. that he, he's in remission, but the eyes doesn't seem to, because he had three surgeries so far and it's getting worse with each surgery. So if ever someone is listening to this and know a specialist eye doctor that is specialized in diabetic uh, retinoplasty, I'm not sure what's the name, I'm saying whatever. But if ever someone knows about a specialist, send me a DM. <laughs> Beautiful request. And I think we've got a few people in the medical industries that listen to this. And I, I just want to recognize... You dropped everything to take care of him when he found out that he was yeah. sick. And something you said during that very brief exchange has, has not just stuck with me, it's shifted the way that I move through my world. Because I had just been, I was still in the throes of caretaking for my mom at the time. And I said, wow, like if you need to take a beat, if this isn't the right time for you, let's, you know, like, let's just be really honest about that. And you said, I shift my energy. I choose mm -hmm. how I show up when I show up. And I mean, not in the sense that like you're leading with your head, but you allow your, your body and your heart to understand where you're at. And then you use the tools and, and everything you have available to you to consciously move through your world. And that really inspired me. And it's helped me just check in and go, okay, like, what do you want to choose in this moment? And, and I'm not saying like, it's all about go, go, go. We, we ended up not doing that podcast for technical reasons, but like, I, I do believe we have a choice in every moment and it is easy for me. I get caught up in that like productivity. I put it on the calendar. Like I, I can often find myself being like a lot more accountable to others. And so I'll show up Maybe, I don't know, maybe not in that, like in the, in the energy, the frequency that I, I, I would choose if I was bringing awareness to it. So it's really helped me just take that like pause and check in and go, okay, like I do have the opportunity here to do whatever it is I need to create like the best outcome possible. So thank you for that inspiration and for that challenge. I have something to add to this because Please. like, this is crazy, but this morning I recorded something on exactly that. Um, so one thing that I realized, of course, like, of yeah. course. Yeah. Um, so when the, the training was about different capacities that we have. So we have the physical capacity, we have the emotional capacity, and then we have our energetic capacity. So if you're tired, if you're sore from the gym, if you've injured, you can still show up with the right energy because it's your. you don't need your physical capacity in order to create good conversation and to access your magic. If you're emotional, capacity is affected because you got a bad news, you're sad, and your nervous system can handle the, the emotion, then you can also still show up because in sadness, there's power and in, in rage, there's power. So even if I'm sad, I can still show up and, and deliver amazing work being sad, but being powerful, because my, my energetic capacity is not affected. Now, if my energetic capacity is affected, let's say, Something happened to me uh, a couple of weeks ago. My neighbor got broken. The the police broke down the door and like at, at six in the morning. And I have PTSD from a home invasion. And I thought they were all breaking down my door. And I didn't know it was the cops. I just heard like all of a sudden, bow, bow, bow. And then I'm like, holy moly. So I ran downstairs to like, and then it ended up being my neighbor. That's 80 years old. I don't know what the heck they did, but they, the, I've never seen them again, and the police was in there for 12 hours searching. But I, my, my PTSD got triggered. So I was scared of the home invasion in the moment. It really activated my nervous system. And because of that, for a few days, I didn't have energetic capacity. My nervous system was in a stress cycle, very active. I had a hard time listening to it in a conversation. I could not be present. I could not be focused. So when my energetic capacity is not good, I, I, can't, I cannot choose to show up with the right energy because I'm not in, I, I need to complete the stress cycle. So when your energetic capacity mm -hmm. is low, let's say with when I'm taking care of my friend, I can decide to shift my energy, but sometimes I'm not going to be able to 
because I just, I, I have nothing to shift it with. So sometimes I'm going to do breath work. I'm going to go on walks. I'm going to do EFT tapping. I, I'm going to shift my energy. But then if it's not working, then I have to be honest with myself and be like, you know what? It would be better if we rescheduled this for a moment where I'm going to be able to enjoy it and be fully present because the conversation is not going to be as powerful because my energetic capacity is, is low. So when we're able to identify which one of our capacity is actually low, we can adjust it and then we can make the, the changes if, if it's needed. So if I'm in the middle of caretaking for my friend and it's just like it's the first day, I would have said no because I, I was like the first day that I was there, I was like, oh, my goodness, like it's way more difficult than I expected. And my body is like processing everything. And like it's like I'm so nervous and I kept crying and I kept having to go to the bathroom because I didn't want him to feel me crying because he's already going through so much. But then once I uh, my nervous system adapted to the situation, then I can show up because I'm, I'm grounded. But if you can't ground then that's when you need to honor your body. Thank you for sharing that. Cause I think it is really important to recognize, like it's not always going to be go time. And I call them my energy stacking activities. I've got mm -hmm. about like 30 something of them and I'll go through those. And if I get through like even the first 10, if I'm being honest mm -hmm. and, and I'm not shifting, it's like, okay, we're, we're calling this. And what I loved about what you just shared is the, the honesty I'm not making up an excuse. I'm not trying to get out of this. I'm simply saying like my energy is not going to be at hundred percent and that's going to be a disservice to both of us. So let's try and find another time. And I think this is also uh, kind of segues beautifully into usually how I start these conversations because sometimes our listeners are familiar. Sometimes they're not. And I kind of want people to understand your origin story, the energy you were in when you started, I, I'm going to guess kind of, I don't know what you consider your first business, but how, how did you get here today? What have you created and what was the real like spark of inspiration to, I know you're a big believer in like getting out of the kind of the system and um, some of the constructs. Most of us were raised to believe there's no other option. So what kind of catalyzed that move? How did you start building and what, you know, as at today, what do you believe are some of your, your biggest and most powerful creations? Uh, I believe that I built my business at the beginning from a trauma response because my first business, I was not the person I was today. My first, first business was shares in a restaurant. I was a party girl. Um, the time that I used to go to bed at is like the time I wake up now at. Me too. Like, I, <laughs> I was, it was a disaster. I was numbing every day with all type of thing that you can numb yourself with. I was drinking every day. Like I was just not a healthy person and I had no interest in being healthy. My only interest was partying. And then my mom got cancer. She got liver cancer and I was, she had never drank in her life. And then I was like me doing drugs and drinking alcohol every single day. And my mom has liver cancer without drinking. So it kind of like shook me away completely. And things started to change then. But I did a lot of the initial businesses that I was in on built on like, I don't want to have anything to lose. Because when I lost my mom, I also lost my lover at the time, 10 days later, um, I also had to file for bankruptcy and I just oh. took him one way ticket to Italy. And I was 21 year, 22 years old in Italy, trying to like make money being a freelancer and like having like mini business and side hustle on the internet and just traveling the world. And it worked for a long time. I did 44 countries traveling, living in a suitcase, not even having a phone number and, and figuring out every time, every day. But eventually I realized like it was not sustainable to always have to find out where my next dollar is at. Every place I go, I did modeling, I did brokerage, I did freelancing, tra translating from French to English, I, anything like building websites. And I don't even know how I did that because I'm zero in tech. But back then it was, I guess, it was easier. <laughs> but I did anything I could do to make money, but I never had a dollar left to my name. Even when I lived in Dubai, I didn't have a dollar left to my name after, every month. Like I was just living a day at a time because I didn't believe in the future. And when I realized, okay, 
So if I'm making sure I never have anything to lose and I will have to live in survival my entire life. And when I realized that I had that pattern, I decided that now we're going to rebuild everything the right way. So that's when I started my, at first it was only courses. I was building courses and I was a consultant for a company and I was licensed um, as an investment broker in uh, private equity. And I just like slowly built my business by growing my nervous capacity to hold more. So I went from having $0 in my bank account to being able to have $100,000 in my bank account at all time and not feeling like I need to spend it because YOLO, you know? I, I, I grew my capacity to have more success, to have recognition because when you, when you feel like you failed your entire life and then people put you into forms, you're like, I didn't even share the article when it came out because I was like, I don't, I don't belong in that article. I don't, I don't know why someone got me into Forbes, like what, like me, like, no, I'm not like, I'm not even rich. Like it was, I just, I had to work on everything. The way I saw my success, I had to work on, on the way I saw money, my relationship with myself, my relationship with my emotional intelligence, changing my identity from being the person who survives to being the person who succeeds. It's a really big shift because if you're the person who survives everything, then you will always manifest something to survive. And mm. it's it gets tiring to always have to survive things. So I had to become okay with the fact that my life is peaceful and it's okay. Because when you're used to surviving so much, then when nothing is, you have nothing to overcome, then you try to ruin something in order to feel that energy of overcoming or you you sabotage or you self-abandon just in order to have a reason to feel like you're in control again i had to heal so many things in order to get here so my my businesses were built on trauma and now it's built on my heart so it's a really really different thing in the course of like those 20 uh, 20 12 years of entrepreneurship that i've been doing like i've had multiple multiple seasons Thank you for sharing that. And then just also for our listeners context, what are your existing, like what are the current businesses you're in? All of them. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Uh, That's okay. okay. Well, I was like, let's, let's shock them. <laughs> okay. Well, so right now, like the current businesses, um, I'm a partner in a like life healing psychic certification that teaches people how to develop their virtual gifts and turn it into their business and their their career. I have a course creation business. I, I coach people. So I have like my M. Dushan coaching business, which is where I sell all my courses and my programs and my memberships. I have a funnel agency that uh, with my team, we build, I called it feminine funnels. I trademarked it. So no one can steal it from me. Uh, so feminine funnels is the way of my way of creating funnels that are non-manipulative. So I do that as well as a service with my team. I have a real estate business that I started in my hometown with my little brother that I'm slowly building. And I also have an e-commerce business. So we're building multiple stores. We have our first store. Like it took two years to get that business uh, off the ground. And it finally launched last week. <laughs> so I'm really, really excited. Um, but it's it's still brand new. So it's a really big vision that I have for the e-commerce industry. But we started with one store, so I have a pet supply store right now, and we're building from there. So I got a few things in a few areas. Oh, and also, <laughs> I have another business with a partner. It's called Secrets to Riches, and it's uh, financial literacy in the corporate world that I'm a partner with. Beautiful. I think that's well, all. <laughs> well, definitely, whatever links you want to share, we'll link to all of those things in the show, show notes. I think so, uh, it's so you. inspirational for everyone to see like multiple income streams and how you can diversify. I think it's also really helpful for people to hear. Like sometimes it's two years in the making. Um, just out of curiosity, do you do the kind of financial planning and projections that allow you to understand what you're going to be investing and how long your runway is and that like this two year investment is going to pay off or is it much more of like an energetic kind of playful approach where you get an idea, it feels inspiring, you find the right people and the right places to actually make this thing happen and you just kind of follow that flow. I, okay, 
I'm truly, truly energetic based when it comes to this. I actually had to turn down an investor very recently who wanted to invest in my e-commerce and the person needed to have projections. And I'm like, I don't do projections. Like, well, it's not professional. It's like, that's how investor makes their decisions. I'm like, I used to be an investment broker. I know how investors make their decision. And I totally respect that that's how you want to make your decision. But I'm not, like I explained to you the vision. I can show you my credentials in terms of like what I've built from nothing. And I know where I'm going. I don't need anyone to validate my idea with, with the money, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing projections because for me, projections are limiting my vision. They're like, I don't, (laughs) I don't, I don't want to do that. What I will do though, which I think is important to explain the full picture is I work with percentage. So I will save percentage for profit. I will save percentage of my revenue. To, uh, it's a little bit, it's inspired by the profit first method. So yeah, I will it's, like, it's like profit first and portfolio management at the same time. Yeah. 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 So I will, I will do it with percentage. Like for example, like, okay, so um, I'm buying cottages to build kind of like a vacation um, rental business for real estate in my hometown right now. I bought a lot of land and now we're developing the land and now we're building stuff on the land and cottages and stuff like that. So I put a certain amount of money aside every month and then once I reach my goal, then I can buy another cottage. So that's kind of what I do when it comes to investment. I go with my investment. So then this way, I'm not stressed. Like if, like right now, the, the economy is not my best friend. Um, it's Everything has been slower in all of my businesses, so it's not about me. And at everyone's businesses that I know of, things are slower right now. It's where everyone is impacted by inflation and, and everything that's the war and everything that's going on. So for me to have percentage removes the stress of needing to make a certain level of money that I normally make. It's okay. Like it doesn't matter. I still the same percentage. It doesn't impact a certain number. So that's how I make my decision, but I still have percentage. So for example, I'm going to invest 10% of my revenue back into my marketing. So this way I always have marketing budget. I don't do projections, but I still have like a certain guidelines. Like I know where I'm going. I just don't have limitations into my business and into my, my wealth creation. I love that. That was gold right there for everybody listening in terms of strategy and growth strategy, even scaling strategy. I'm a huge fan of profit first. I actually just did a workshop on profit first. <laughs> so, uh, I, and, and that kind of takes me to one of my questions in terms of your work. Like if someone asks you, what do you do? What do you think your work is? So that's the question that I normally reverse. So what normally I ask people, what do they do? And then from their answer, I can answer what I do. So I know, because I'm so many things for so many people and they don't all make sense. Like if I tell someone, like I create feminine funnels, like, the what? Um, so it I think it's like something entirely different. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I never even thought about that. But now that you're mentioning it. Okay. So I noted in my head to make sure I'm very careful with that answer. But no, honestly, like I, I asked the person, what do they do first? So that I know what to answer, knowing it's going to be a match in the conversation so that I don't, I don't have to explain something to someone that's really not into like, if I talk about like the spiritual stuff that I'm doing, I remember like three years, oh. three years ago, I didn't speak spiritual. Yeah. I, I listened like recently, I rewatched a course that I bought three years ago and I remember understanding nothing about the course. I was like Mandarin for me. And now I, t- I re-listened it uh, last week. I re-listened to that course. And then I, I was like, Oh, I speak that language fluently. So I could, I was like, I didn't even understand the words three years ago. And now it's like my language. So we also have to remember not everyone speaks the same language influence. When I, I became an investment broker, I had to learn a whole new dictionary of words that I never use anymore because I'm not in finance anymore. So probably I forgot half of the words that I used to use in the past because they're not fluent. So we have to adapt what we do 
to the speaker, uh, the, the listener to that conversation so that we, we are speaking the same language. I think it's important. I, I like completely agree and do the exact same thing. But what do you think like your what your real work is? Normally, when I introduce myself and my content, I, I, I always say like I'm an unconventional business expert. That's what oh, I yeah, say. That's beautiful. That, but that's like it means nothing and it means everything. But like I know that for me, as long as it says unconventional, then I fit the picture. <laughs> That's beautiful. Well, so how did you make the flip? Like sometimes I ask people, I also traverse both worlds of like, cause I, I was raised not just atheist, but like anti-theist. I was taught that faith is for idiots. Uh, I was deep in the data, deep in the research, deep in the science. And I had, I um, had my own experience with illness and, and a terminal illness when I was 14. And that that broke my my paradigm of perception and reality. And so from there, I kind of started to try Like I started trying to piece it together because the world just didn't make sense to me any longer when my all of my authority figures, my parents, my doctors, my teachers, my employers were clearly wrong. <laughs> uh, I, I kind of just then was forced to, to start finding my own way. And it was a very slow and gradual process for me. Um, three years, I think is, is, I mean, and time is like a complete construct and make believe concept as well. So for like, how did you move from being investment broker, um, someone who was just living every day, like it was their last to knowing like, not only is there a future, but we're actually living our future right now. <laughs> like there's this whole other experience that's available to me and I can't define it. There's no data to prove it. Like how did you actually make that transition? It was really difficult. I remember when I learned about feminine energetics or just energetics, which it was so, I understood everything that I struggled with my entire life. Every, everything made sense. All of a sudden, my relationship that I was in for five years that I was working so hard to make work, I knew how to make it work. My businesses, my success, I was so difficult and I was so burned out all of a sudden. I, but the problem was all of a sudden, everything that I did for a living became irrelevant. And I couldn't go back because now I know exactly with the energetics, what is it that I need to do? What is it that I need to believe in? What is it that I need to shift in order to be successful? But everything that I had created was based on a masculine old paradigm and it was not relevant anymore. My expertise mm. was not relevant. My courses were not relevant. I couldn't sell something that I, in one second, I didn't believe in anything I was doing. And it was a, wow. a, a few months of rebirth of like, immersed myself to in the feminine world to a point where there's a book I read. It's called Feminine Genius, um, Liana Silver, I think. It's an amazing book that teaches like how to connect to your intuition, the cycles that we have, the death and rebirth. And that book changed my life. And then I just changed my everything. Like I changed the way I showed up. I changed the reason why I showed up. I changed my relationship with success, with myself, with people, with money. So everything gradually changed and it's still like improving. And right now, like I just, I can't even imagine things feeling better. Like it, things can get better, but can they actually feel better? Because I feel like I'm enlightenment type of frequency all the time. But it was really that shift of allowing the death of my identity and then re, re, the big rebirth that came with that. I like how you're like, yeah, I just died and then was reborn. No big deal. And I love that. I've been experiencing that, especially in the last year, that sense of pure joy. Like, can this get any better? It, even in the moments of like complete obliteration and heartbreak. Uh, and it's, it's strange. <laughs> like my mental mind and ego like cannot wrap its head around it, but I'm able, you know, to, to experience that. And I think to me, that is the creative process, like quite literally the destruction and then creation. Do you consider yourself to be creative or even an artist? Yeah. I, 
So I am with my words and I've always been though, because when I was a kid, mm. I wanted to be a writer. That was my whole goal. And now one day I realized, I was like, oh my goodness, I just realized that all the money I make is because of my writing or my speaking. Like wow. it's everything is because of my words. So I, it didn't happen the way I thought it would when I was a kid. I didn't publish books. One day I probably will because I keep writing them. I just don't want to publish them. <laughs> but I, one day I will when I feel like this is this, the place where in my brand I feel like I want to dedicate myself with. But I still, all the money I make is because of my words, whether it's from speaking, selling my courses, where it's my words, and then my writing the energy attached to my words and then the creation of my word. That's why, like, for me, I don't use AI for my my own things. I will use it in my other business that don't require energy. But for me, I don't use it because this is my art. This is, like, the reason why I create what I created is my words. So I feel like I'm an artist in the way that I create my work, my transmission. Like, I have been channeling for a few years I started channeling before I knew what channeling was. And I just thought I was like having really weird ideas. And like sometimes the ideas came in a language I was not really sure. I was like, whoa, I I never even knew that word. And then I found out about channeling and I'm like, oh, I channel. So all of that mixed together makes me like create like something that's very alive. So I consider myself an artist in business but it's not the typical artist. I'm very attracted to everything art. Like, as you can see, my Yeah, my the beautiful piece right <laughs> behind you. Yeah. Um, well, and I ask that because I personally believe we are all artists. We are all creators. But some of our art doesn't look, to your point, traditional. Uh, and I know that you talk a lot about, I think it's your up-level day sequence. I wanted to yeah. ask you just in terms of your day-to-day, being clearly multi-passionate, having multiple income streams, multiple businesses, you're teaching, you're guiding, you're working, you're creating, you, you might be destroying, <laughs> you know, not only like what does your day-to-day kind of look like or like what is your creative process and tell us about, I mean, I know it's your secret sauce, but how does your up-level day sequence serve you? Yeah, so I... So, okay, so I'll start with the up-level day because the rest kind of make more sense. So mm. up-level day is something that I started doing before I had money. Like I, at the beginning of the month, I would like sit down a whole day without technology. And then I would take myself through meditations, breath work, like like modalities that are like somatic work and stuff like that. And I would mix it with journaling for diff- and different phases. So journaling about the past month journaling about the current feelings that I have, um, thinking about what are the patterns that I've um, that I've noticed in this month, thinking about what have I been doing to sabotage this month, what limiting beliefs am I being attracted, like have I attracted, because sometimes you pick up a limiting belief from like the gas price is too much. And then you like, it's, sub- it's in your subconscious and you're not even noticing it. And then all of a sudden you don't want to drive across the street because the gas price. So, I became extremely aware of my present, my past, and my future. So every month I would have a whole day dedicated to that, which became my up-level sequence. And it changed my life because when you're really, really present with yourself and to like, it's one month at a time. Okay, so now I create this magic for a month. I notice everything that I have done that's not helping me or serving me. I notice everything that I've done. I celebrate every single beautiful moment, even if it doesn't mean much, because I look back at my entire month and then I Mm. celebrate everything and then I Mm. release what I don't want to take on. It changes something because then you're, it's like a shower energetically. You take a big cleanse energetically every month and then you reset before the month. So what I start doing is like reading my uh, past up level day. And then I'm like, oh my God, I went from this to this in like three months and six months in one year. And now at the end of every year, I read all of my up level to see everything. And even this year, when I, on January 1st, when I was reading all of the up level from the year before, I noticed that I was way more happy at the beginning of the year than I ended the year with. And then I noticed that I had lost that little like too good to be true feeling that I had. And I'm Mm. like, let's bring it back. And then it brought like, it's the awareness that it creates really helps you work on your identity and stay 
inside your commitment because you don't you don't have enough time to forget about what you journaled about because it's easy to journal something forget about it and then in six months like oh i forgot that i wanted to do this so it kept me on track and then on my up level day i decide what i'm going to be doing um as a routine every day and i change it up every month because i don't i believe that when we do a routine too often it becomes a prison you become dependent on your routine so that's not good but you also don't do it intentionally and consciously anymore so it doesn't work so what i do is i exchange my routine for the day to day every single month and i decide okay what's my vibe so for example august my vibe was like like the i wanted to feel very energetic so i created a daily routine that's that felt that it was fueling my energy Like instead of doing meditation in the morning, I was doing EFT tapping, which is a bit more active. Uh, I change when I do my workout. I change my physical goals for the day. Like I, I move things around so I always stay connected to my goals and I don't get bored of the cycle that I have. So right now, my day to day is I wake up in the morning. I do different type of journaling every single month. I change my journaling style. And then I will go do my walk and then I will go to the gym and I, I just move a lot during the day. And in the evening, one thing that's really important for me is when I'm done work, my social media, everything goes and then I step into my feminine. When I'm in my feminine, that's when I'm the most creative, obviously, because I'm receiving all the inspiration. So I will change the type of music that's playing in my house. I will start like slowing down and then like I get to start wanting to write. I start wanting to feel. I start wanting to express myself differently. And then that's when I get all the beautiful ideas. But I make sure that I have a time where I can disconnect from the noise every day. And then I get to create. That's beautiful. So what I'm hearing is like your masculine and feminine aren't necessarily like doing this. It's more like that. Yeah, they take shifts. <laughs> So for someone, I don't even know if you conceptualize it like this, so I don't mean to make the assumption that this is how it shows up for you, but for someone who's kind of getting into this and starting to understand, like there's an energetic, and this also, just to be clear, this isn't about gender. I think we're all, or at mm -hmm. least I hope we're all on the other side of that. It's really describing a particular frequency, yin and yang, like there, and I, I think of it in terms of energetic levels and there are levels that will connect you to a, a result and a, a feeling that will create efficiency in the sense that you can achieve that which you're seeking without stress, without struggle, without resistance. And, and for some people, the challenge is getting into like that quote unquote masculine. Um, for others of us, it's getting out of the masculine yeah. that like, go, go, go push, push, push. It's all about scheduling and productivity and the systems and the structure. Um, so again, correct me if I'm wrong, but what I'm hearing for you is it's almost like you're like compartmentalizing or batch processing in the sense that like, there's yeah. a time for that style of energy, that type of energy. And then, and then you, you very consciously and purposefully call in like the balance to that. Yeah. And you, I you check out between. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I'll give you an example. When we work out uh, with weights, like weight training, like lifting or box, like anything that's, like, very intense, um, it's a masculine energy workout. And then yoga, uh, Pilates, uh, dancing, walking, it's all feminine. Because when you work out with weights, you have to calm the reps. You have to think about the form. You're really much in your head. When you do yoga, it's about the flow. It's almost like a dance. You're in your body. So what I do in the morning is I will go work out my muscles so that I can create the testosterone and I create like that masculine container. And then when I'm done with work, I will do something that checks my ego out, that something that tells my ego we're done for the day. You can go. So I will like go like on a walk and then not bring any technology, not listen to a podcast because then I'm so thinking. And then I will just wait until my nervous system recalibrates and then I will do things that feels good for my feminine. Like I love cooking tonight. I'm making lobster parpedelli. So like for myself, like I, I cook like crazy, like insane Michelin star meals for myself alone. I'm a single woman. And I just, I just do things that makes me feel so loved and so good in the evening. But when I'm at work, I'm really focused. The goal is to, 
be productive, to get things done. So I create a container and a context that holds the masculine during the day. And then when I'm off, I'm off. I don't, I have two phones so that I don't look at my work phone when I'm off because I, I will now stop working. And then I know what happens when I don't stop working. What I was saying at the beginning of this call, my energetic capacity will get very low and then I don't do good work. So it's really important for me to have moments where I'm completely with my feminine. And I love that you've worked out that system for yourself. I tend to move almost more like in weeks. I am like a big mm batch processor and so like I'll go into that feminine for like two or three days and then I'll be in that masculine for two or three days and I kind of I can feel that shift happening as well but it is empowering to kind of understand how you work and how your energy works and also to just be like fuck it I'm gonna like play with this experiment and so and and ultimately like I think we are uniquely designed and yeah, the way that it. your energy works is going to be different than the way that my energy works. And ultimately, you yes. need to find a system that supports you. Exactly. And, um, you know, I love the idea of like continually mixing it up and then reviewing it because that's going to give you some insight into like what is the optimal system in this moment. And if I am yeah. looking for a change, like I can look back, I can look forward, and then I need to like bring that together in this present moment. Exactly. And also like, like anything like astrology, human design, gene keys, all these things, when we're using it in a way that's limiting, it's because we're missing the point of it teaches us what our patterns are and that's all you need mm. to know. So, yeah. for example, I have an open, um, my line two, best example, it's a hermit line. Right. So I know that the pattern of hermit line is like sometimes I want to retreat and recharge, but then I don't want to get out of bed anymore and I don't want to see people anymore. And then I get into this pattern of like it's been so long since I've left my, my, left my house. I don't want to leave it anymore. So I have to consciously be aware of that, of like, OK, Emily, you've been at home for three days. Now it's time to go outside and see people because otherwise you're going to get so comfortable. You're never going to want to leave. So like. Line one, ask a lot of questions, okay? So that the line ones love asking questions. So for me, if I'm with someone that's a line one and they ask me a lot of questions, it's amusing because I know they're a line one. But if people don't know they're a line one, then it's annoying because why are they asking me so many questions? Are they like trying to like be a detective or something? So when we understand those things, then it can be like, oh, I see the pattern. I don't take it personally. I just know that it's there. And then I choose not to get inside the pattern of this being limiting for me. So I, anything that you know about yourself, of, of, of your personality, just think about what's the pattern that I need to avoid and then have self-awareness. You don't need anything else. You just need to know the patterns and then not repeat the patterns that are going to be sabotaging for you. That's, that's all. When you're creating now, cause it's something I, I play with a lot with, with my people is as you up level, like those patterns get so much more subtle. And yeah. how do you know when, cause it, like also when you're playing a big game, like as an example, two years to launch your e-commerce, the, the first shop. And like, is this, so this is, I'm asking this question quite selfishly because these are like the things that I am currently like struggling with and that interweaving of like the masculine and the feminine and that trusting in like the process and that it's going to take as long as it takes. And also like, I need to keep working on this and it might take a little bit more investment. I might have an investor yeah. that doesn't feel in alignment, but I also have like, you know, to build a website or to test these products and need that cash flow. How do you give yourself permission to pattern interrupt when that pattern has served you really well? Hmm, that's a good one. Because like if I think that e-commerce thing, it took two years because I tried to do it with partners and the three partners that did it with me ended up mm. not working out. And I chose the friendship over the partnership every time because I'm like, this is going to ruin the friendship. I can feel it. I am some, I'm very... I, when it comes to business, I I'm, I mean business. So if someone is not being as serious as me or as committed as me, I don't like it at all. And then I, I know myself, I know I'm going to severe the friendship. So I was like, I'm going to choose a friendship over the partnership. But then I ended up being alone. And what happened is I was like, the reason why I want a partner, I asked myself, why do you want a partner? You can do it on your own. You've built businesses on your own. And I'm like, I don't have time yeah. to like hire someone. 
And then I, but I don't have money for that. Yeah. Find the money. And then I just literally just decided I hired someone full time, even though it's not making money. And even though right now the money coming in my life is way less certain than normal, which is like a kamikaze move. But I was like, this is the only way we'll get done because my yeah. pattern is, is that I'm not going to, I'm just going to keep it there. It's going to waste my ener- my time energetically yeah. because I, it's not moving. I need to make the move or stop the project. Which one do I choose? I jump or I stop it. I'm like, I jump and then I'll figure it out. And then if it's a bad idea, I'll find out later. But I felt a lot in alignment in the moment. So sometimes I'm just asking yourself, like, what am I trying? Or like, why am I being slowed down? What, what am I not seeing? What is it that actually I need right now? And then can I just find a way to provide it to myself differently, whether it's money, whether it's time, whether it's resources, whether it's um, expertise, like how can I fix this issue? So I stop having the issue because the issue so far made me waste two years of my life. I could have had that two years ago. I like now it's like either you do it or you don't, but like you're, you're not like waiting to find the right person. Like I was like, I'm, making a move. So I made the move. And then a week later, the website was launched. That like, there's so every one of your answers is not just so valuable, but like so efficient. The amount of information you squeeze into these very succinct sentences is like blowing me away. Um, I just want to like, listen to that last explanation over and over and over again. Cause I talk with a lot of people who are, people find me often because they're on the other side of a partnership that's dissolving. And I think there's so many reasons we get into partnership. I'm actually not going to touch on that because everybody's doing it because at the, in the moment it is the best decision they can make with the information that they have. And then we get to the other side of it and we we've learned a lot and have the opportunity to make a different decision. I like how you described it as a kamikaze move. I often, the way I think about it is I'll say like, I let the universe make the decision for me. And so I'll, I'll set forth like a couple of different options and like hiring somebody and going, okay, I have this much money to pay this person. And I don't know if I'm going to have that money in six months, but if this is successful, I will. And then we all get to make a lot of money. If it's not, it's a kamikaze move. The universe answers my questions and we're done here. <laughs> like no exactly. harm, no foul, and it's nothing personal. And, I, and I'm going to, again, make the very best decision I can in this moment based yeah. on the information that I have, knowing full well that in the next moment, it might be a completely different, even contradictory decision based on what's happened. But I can't, you know, I think we can like tap into our future selves and our highest self and get a lot of information from that. And I find myself, especially in moments like you're describing as in like everything is wackadoodle and it's become increasingly more difficult to figure out what's going to be happening in like six weeks, let alone six months. I'll start to get a lot of readings, but like every decision I make changes the trajectory, every choice, every, every new strategy that I start to implement changes, like what could, what could happen. And so in as much as like, I find myself seeking this like external validation or predict, predictions I know that's just to like satiate my ego and like you were describing it helps me stop leaking energy and Mm -hmm. I can go okay let's just try this we've got a plan I relax and that's how I actually like tap into that feminine because I I don't know if it's my one line that doesn't let me sleep (laughs) like connect (laughs) expand if it doesn't have a plan but it's purely egoic and I will I I make fun of myself and I did this in my little discord community like I did this like three-day workshop on like planning for the whole year but the end of it was like and now we're probably never gonna look at that again or look at it as like a ha-ha moment in about a year because now that we've created this beautifully orchestrated 12-month strategy it gives up it gives me the space I should say to go what gets to happen like what's the miracle that I I can't plan or predict or project so yeah Yeah. I think uh there like it is this balance of like certainty and uncertainty of knowing and unknowing and most of us like flail when we start to really build and create in that place of like the void or the vortex as some might refer to it as, but so like the, the way I've been describing it very recently is like, I might be free falling or I'm floating Mm -hmm. and like, actually it's kind of the same sensation, but I'm going to choose to describe it as floating or maybe even soaring because that feels good. That feels empowering. Um, even though like, 
yeah, I'm, I'm not, my, my ego mind is like, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know which one this is. But that, it's the perfectionism, right? Like we overthink so much and per- yes. perfectionism is like sabotage. Like it's mm. literally like the little voice in our head that's telling us, what are people going to think if we made a mistake if it's blah, blah. it's not it's not even self-serving it's not even there's no compassion inside perfectionism perfectionism is like the worst and i've learned not to be letting any uh power to my perfectionism that now it's like messy or nothing like i can't do things really really properly because if i uh, try I overthink it and then I don't ever get them done. So I'd rather do everything raw and edit it. I'd rather be just me and not have to worry about being perfect and just be me. And perfectionism is just our ego's voice. So I don't, I try not to have my ego being in control of the work that I put out there. I think that's so beautiful. And thank you so much for this conversation. I would love to know what you're working on. I know I said we'll share a bunch of stuff in our show show notes, but if you were to point any one of our listeners to your creations, your art, your business, what would you like people to discover next? Well, the best place where to find me is on Instagram. That's where I'm most active in stories and on my content. And then on Facebook, that's where I share the more in-depth words. And like, it's kind of, I treat Facebook like my journal. <laughs> so if you're a reader, follow me on on, uh, on Facebook. And then if you're like video, go on my Instagram. But I, I feel like the most important, if you're feeling connected to whatever my values are and what my genius is, is connect on social media, send me a DM, letting me know where you found me. And then we can stay connected on there. I have always like very uh, and expensive uh, resources. I have free courses. I have all kinds of things, but I'm sure you're going to all be able to figure it out by looking at my website and my socials. Beautiful. Well, I can't wait to hear how all of your projects go from your property to your e-commerce vision. That's really exciting because I Thank know you, you like so to break much. all the rules. So whatever you're doing, it's going to be oh. something that is a truly like visionary concept and a trailblazer for both of those industries, which is really needed. Yeah, I will. Excellent. Well, again, thank you so much for this gift. And I can't wait until the next time we get to connect. Thank you.